0: Good to see you today. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, Texas, and welcome to our Journey Through Scripture. This is our Tuesday edition. I hope that you had a good weekend and are looking forward to a a cold week. Looks like we're going to have a lot of um, rain and possibly ice. I don't know if it's going to get that cold, but uh, it it certainly is is cool out there. So I hope that you have a a good week and stay warm. Uh, but we're continuing our chronological walk uh, through Scripture. We're in the Gospels right now. Um, and again, we kind of skip all over the place. So bear with us. If you read more than what we go over, that's fine. Um, I kind of just give uh, chapters that we're going to hit from some of the different Gospels. Sometimes we don't hit everything in that chapter um, because again we're trying to go in a chronological uh, order as much as possible. So today we're going to be looking in Matthew chapter 8 um, and 11, uh, all of Luke chapter 7, and a little bit in John chapter 4. Um, So Matthew 8, um, starting in verse 5 through 13, and then the first part of Luke chapter 7 talk about uh, the same miracle, um, this is a healing of the centurion's uh, servant. Um, so you have a centurion, a Roman centurion, um, would have been someone who was in charge of around 80 men. Um, so someone that was a good soldier, um, did have some leadership responsibility, um, you know, was, uh, was probably what we would consider kind of a, a lower middle class, middle class Roman. Um, and, and so that's the type of person um, that, that we're talking with here. And I think it's very interesting. Um, this reveals that um, the Romans were very aware of Jesus. Like they were hearing the teachings of, of Jesus too. And so here this Roman is reaching out to Jesus um, to heal his uh, servant. And uh, he, he pleads with him. He says, my servant is lying at home. This is in Matthew chapter eight, uh, again, verses five through 13. Uh, Jesus said, I'll come and heal him Um, So Jesus says, okay, I'll I'll come and do that. And what's interesting is what the centurion says. He says, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this, this one go and he goes to another come and he comes uh, and my servant do this and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And so, what is it about this centurion's faith? Well, he he recognizes one his his position in relation to Jesus. He's he's acknowledging he's unworthy, um, and then he he acknowledges that Jesus is commanding something more than than human people. Right? That there's a spiritual element to this. That Jesus is is Lord. That what he says goes, that he is, he is in command uh, of, of people's health, of people's lives, uh, of this, the spiritual side of, of things. And so if Jesus was just willing to say the words, he knows that they will be done. That's the kind of faith that he has in Jesus. And in Matthew, um, Jesus kind of um, then uh, continues and he says, you know, this is more faith than I see within the people of Israel. And he says, there are some um, who are going to be separated, um, uh, even though that they are part of uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, um, because they do not have faith uh, in me. Luke chapter seven um, gives the same same story. It's very similar. Um, uh, Jesus, of course, he, he heals the servant uh, by just saying the words. Um, then Uh, In Luke chapter seven, then that goes right into the story of Jesus raising uh, the son of a widow. Uh, It's in verse, starting in verse eleven. You know, and this is this is important um, because I mean, the ramifications of this are very important. So this is a widow. There's no one to take care of her. You had to have a. uh, It was a, a patriarchal society. Um, to the highest, and so a woman was in deep trouble if she did not have someone to be uh, kind of head of the household. Well, the son was was that, and now he has died, so she is going to be out on her own. And so Jesus uh, raises him from the dead, and then that immediately following that, well, I I'll uh, wait just a, a second. So let's take a break. From Luke chapter seven, so it has these two stories together. Uh, John chapter four, the second sign of Jesus as the Messiah is him raising the centurion's uh, son. So he he John uh, shows that again it is uh, very similar. Uh, makes no mistake that it is Jesus who uh, healed the servant, um, and so so we see. Um, in a rare occasion that the synoptics, Matthew and Luke, share a story with John. And this is the second sign uh, from, from John. And then we get into Matthew chapter 11, um, and then we're fixing to hit the last part of Luke chapter 7. But Matthew chapter 11, um, you have uh, all of this that has happened, all these healings and miracles that have been going on, and so now John the Baptist sends his disciples um, to ask Jesus, and it's kind of this questioning, okay, Jesus, are you really the one? I, I, I've been pointing people to you. Um, I think that you are, uh, but are you truly um, the Messiah? So in Matthew chapter 11, uh, starting in verse 2, it says, And when jo- John had heard in prison about the words of Christ, he sent two of his disciples And said, Are you the coming one, or do we look for another? So I I think this is interesting. Uh, First off, John, where is he? He is in prison. So he's been doing all this preaching, pointing people to the Messiah. And what does he get for it? He gets put in prison. So I think uh, there's a little bit of this, as he's like, Is this. Was this worth it? Was, was I right? Um, I, here I am now in prison. I don't know what my future holds, which by the way, spoiler alert, the future is not good. Um, and he is wondering, what? Who, is, is this guy really who he says he is and who I said he was? Right. I, I think this is a very human thing by John that he is making sure that, okay, guys, tell me is Jesus, is he, is he who he says he was? And, and so they go to Jesus, and Jesus just responds. He says, go tell John the things that you've seen and heard. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised. The poor have the gospel preached to them, and blessed is he who is not offended because of me. Um, and uh, so basically he just shows them all, tells them all the signs that are doing, which connect with what the Old Testament had said the Messiah would do, Um, especially in Isaiah 61. Remember when Jesus read in Isaiah 61. And and so this is going to be um, assurance and reassurance for John that Jesus truly is the Messiah. But then Jesus continues in Matthew 11, uh, verse 7, Says as they departed, Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning John, What did you go do out in the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind. But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments. Indeed, those who uh, wear soft clothing are in king's houses. But what did you go out and see? A prophet. Yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet, for this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I will send my messenger before your face. You will prepare your way before me. So he is reassuring the people that John the Baptist is the, the one that was promised to come and prepare the way for the Messiah. that he was, he's not uh, you know, some uh, soft um, uh, son of the royal family. No, he is truly a prophet, that John the Baptist is the prophet um, and that, that uh, he did prophesy. He connects it there in verse fourteen, and if you are willing to receive it, he is Elijah who is to come. Um, so again, it was the belief was Elijah would come uh, and and prophesy and point people to the Messiah. Um, Jesus is saying that is who John the Baptist is, and he says, "He who has ears to hear, let him hear," because he knows people are going to be skeptical of this, but he's saying. Um, you have, you can believe what you want, but if you want to hear the truth, listen to what I am saying um, for you, uh, to you. And, uh, and then he, he talks just about how so many people, they miss the words of the prophets because they don't like what they have to say, um, which I, I think is, is very, very accurate, something that we've seen all through the Old Testament as we were going through the Old Testament. So then you get into Luke chapter 7, and you have this same story. I think it's interesting. Luke puts in the raising of the widow's son right before this, so it, it fits. It's a natural fit whenever Jesus tells John's disciples, you've seen me raise people from the dead. Well, it, it, it had just been talked about. Um, so his, John's disciples would have seen uh, all of these things. So you, you read Luke uh, eighteen through thirty-five. It's basically the very similar to Matthew's um, account of of uh, John's disciples uh, coming and talking to him. Uh, then, and you continue on in Luke chapter seven, starting in verse thirty-six. You have a sinful woman who is forgiven. Um, so again, part of the message uh, of Jesus is that the kingdom of God is open to anyone and to everyone. Everyone has the opportunity to enter into the kingdom. So you have a Pharisee named Simon. He asked Jesus to his house. Uh, you have a woman who comes um, and begins to uh, wash Jesus' feet um, and is weeping and is, you know, just kind of uh, pouring her heart out to Jesus. And uh, the Pharisee just thinks in his head, if This guy really was a prophet. He would know who this was. And then Jesus, of course, because he is the son of God, knew what Simon was thinking. And he says to him in verse 40, and Jesus answered and said, Simon, I have something to say to you. He said, teacher, say it. There was a certain creditor who had two debtors, one owed 500 denarii, the other 50. When they had nothing with which to repay, he freely forgave them both. Which of them would love him more? And he said, of course, the one who forgave more. And so Jesus is like, this woman has a lot more to be forgiven. And that is why she is reacting the way that she is. Um, Then in verse 48, he says, Your sins are forgiven to the woman. And those who sat at the table began to say to themselves, Who is this who even forgives sins? Then he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. So again, The the kingdom of God that Jesus is talking about um, is not a military kingdom. Um, It is something that is found in a relationship with him where we can find healing, where we can find forgiveness, where we can find new life. Okay, on Thursday, we will be looking in Matthew chapter 12 and 13, Mark 3 and 4, and then a little bit more in Luke chapter 11, um, and then eight, Luke chapters 8 and 13. So Matthew 12 and 13, Mark 3 and 4, Luke uh, 11, but mainly 8 and 13. Okay, we'll see you on Thursday. Have a great day.